When we're talking about crazy news, I think we're talking about some crazy bitches. So I had to break out Buck Cherry. And if people probably that, yeah, well, whatever. I don't care. Hey, everybody. WNC is on its way back. We're on a, our, our sequel, if you will. Revive, rebuild, rebrand. That's the theme of this year. Every year's had some kind of theme. And after everything this year, thanks to COVID, thanks to animosity, thanks to hate, thanks to wishing death upon people, uh, we're working our way back up. And with that is a new show. This is something that we had done as a segment before for the Super Party in the past, but now going to make it an actual show. This is the deal. Uh, first off, join along with me is one of the OOGs, the original original, alongside me and Jenkins, and the one time we had the original Jeff on until he bailed. Uh, that is the macho man himself, the Jerrington bear himself, the muchacho of Miami. Reduce, reuse, recycle. That's what I always been taught. <laughs> there you go. I got the three yards, you got the, th- the other three yards. So this is the six R's, everybody, courtesy of Triple M over here, Miami Mucho Macho. I am so glad to be back, by the way. Like, it, it, you have no idea. Like, anybody who's been with the beginning, the middle, the end, I am so glad to be back. There you go. And uh, join alongside with me, alongside Mucho Macho, is none other than the original Gerber Babe himself, Michael Smith Dolini. Yet again, you continue to butcher my name. It's on purpose. I know you're a jackass for doing it. You're not clever. You're not funny. Nobody likes you. It's not Bert. It's not funny. It's not unique. It's not groundbreaking. It's not innovative. It's terrible. Stop doing it or I will find you and I will punch you in the face with a fucking zucchini. Mike, I offered to fly up to Chicago to meet you one day, and you were afraid to do that. So stop I, trying to claim that you're going to beat me afraid. up. If I you... have shit to fucking do. I was I offering to, to buy you dinner. We were going to get a couple of slices of deep dish pizza so I could tell you how much it was you a good... Are, you're, a fuck, you're fucking afraid to come up here because you think this place is a literal war zone. You think well, it's I mean, according, according, up here. according to HeyJackass.com, it basically is Kabul, you know? I'm, I mean, I'm just saying. But it's not because I'm, I'm in Chicago. Okay. I live here. I can guarantee you that not every single fucking moment of every single fucking day is a war zone. Oh no, this is very this is very true. Not every single day. Wait a minute. Do you know how bad it is? Do you know how bad a city is when you have to say it's not a war zone every day? (laughs) It's not actually a war zone ever. Yeah, some days it's Cancun, other days it's Bagram. I'm just saying. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. You're saying a lot of things, but you don't live here and you've never experienced it. You just hear what the news and people on the internet tell you about it and you make your own conclusions that way. The very thing that you preach against when it comes to the President of the United States. I mean, well, now here's the thing. I will be family. fair. I'm looking at the Hey Jackass website right now and there are 16 neighborhoods who haven't had a single murder. The problem is you have about 40 neighborhoods or so. 40, 50 neighborhoods. So, I mean, you know. It's a big city. I don't know every fucking neighborhood. Yeah, but you live in the south. 
You live in South Chicago. I, I technically live in Southwest Chicago. Okay, even more so. So, I mean, unless you're in one of these two districts that I see that don't have the, if, the most if, violent thing that ever happened here was back in 1995 when there was an in, when there was an accidental killing of two young teen of two uh, grade school girls by a by uh, rival gangs. They got caught in a gang. Uh, in a, uh, Mistaken identity of a gang shooting. That was the last time anything remotely newsworthy. Okay, so in your neighborhood, I'm guessing it's one of these two. But meanwhile, you got Morgan Park, which has had about almost ten homicides. One or two of which were part of a double homicide. West Pullman, Roseland, and what's that? Auburn, Gresham. All have had over ten, less than twenty-five, but over ten homicides. And Washington Heights has a beautiful four homicides. So pretty conservative. But I digress. Uh, what is going on right now? Just check out HeyJackass.com and you'll Johnny understand. Johnny hates Chicago with a passion, and he likes to throw it in my face that there's a lot of killings here, and therefore I must live in a fucking war zone. I mean, I'm just and saying, there, you guys have also, had... And shut I'm your just, fucking mouth, Johnny. I'm just I'm saying, you guys have had years... Fucking talking. I'm speaking. Wait your fucking turn. Please. Thank you. Johnny is also afraid to come up here because he thinks he's going to get shot. Which is very strange because he's he just got through claiming he offered to come up here one day and beat me up, which is very strange because he has also said in the past that he's he doesn't want to come up here because he doesn't want to get shot. So he's I mean, talking out of both sides of his mouth. I'm just saying we just we, like ju- usual. we just started September and there's already been two thousand eight hundred thirteen people shot. What the fuck got to do with me? I ain't involved in any. Because you're shit. in Chicago, so you live in a war zone. You guys have had more people killed in, in Chicago. I have, to, I have lived here. You my guys have had years life. where there've been more been people killed in Chicago than U.S. service members killed in Afghanistan. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I have been in several of the neighborhoods that you've mentioned. I've been in most of the neighborhoods around Chicago. I have never, ever, ever, ever in my life been shot at, despite being the wrong color in some of those neighborhoods. Okay. I've been around. Okay, them that's that, that's uh, borderline racist. So we're gonna move I have on. Never married couple. Can we go on with? Yeah, this, this is this yes, is we can. that's that's borderline racist. Chicago, so we're just gonna move on. But anyway, so here's the concept, everybody. Uh, Jenkins was trying to come up with a name for the WNC as part of the rebrand, and he couldn't figure out exactly what. He decided he wanted to stick with the WNC letters. And so he came with a couple of ideas. The big one that I think we all like, and it will fit because Mike will love it because it fits him, is the same, is the name When No One Cares, WNC. Because when no one cares, we care. We'll talk about it. That's why I've said, for the WNC Network, we'll take any kind of show, whatever you got. If you're doing a show on stamps, guess what? It's actually one of the top things in collections in this world to this day, going back over 100 years. So um, there's a market for those kind of podcasts. Uh, if you do a show about Silly Putty, uh, that's going to be weird, but we'll take it because we give everybody an opportunity because people give an opportunity to us. And so on and so forth. But there you go. And even Sir Dirk Alot, who was taken over as the WNC Super Party uh, himself, the Dirk man himself says, when no one cares, works. And he's already like, Gareth, get on that as far as making a logo. So <laughs> there you go. I love these guys. Um, but there's that. There's a possibility of me and Jenkins doing a show together, uh, depending on our schedules, and um, which kind of goes back to our original OG thing of when he and I were doing it until Mike joined on along and then later on Dave. Uh, called Wine and Cannabis. You guys can figure out who is what in that show. 
Uh, we'll figure out how that does. That might be a special series show here or there. You know, it'll pop, pop up once in a blue moon. We'll see. Uh, but this one is, I'm proud of that I was able to come up with the idea for this is Jenkins wanted to play on the letters. So I started to think and I, you know, trying to come up with something for WNC and want to do something that dealt with some weird news, stupid news, crazy news. And I started thinking, wait a minute, crazy news. CN, you know? And the last letters of our initials is NC. So it's switch. So I'm, I remember, who here remembers DNL? You guys remember DNL soda? Yes. For those that don't remember, I've got my matcha. You want to tell everybody so that way people don't just hear my annoying voice? Um, not confident enough to, uh, say so, so, uh, Okay, so it's back to my annoying voice. Uh, DNL, 7-Up was trying to come up with another drink to have. And they got on the crazy idea, hey, if you take our logo, our logo for 7-Up, it looks like a lowercase d, a lowercase n, and an uppercase l. So they came up with DNL. And they did that for a very short time. It was the name of a uh, the official title, which is called Seven Upside Down, you know. But it was DNL. It was the name of a soft drink that was done by them. It was part of the Seven Up family of soft drinks introduced September of two thousand two. In the same year as other attempts to extend soft drink brand names with new variations, including Pepsi Blue, Dr Pepper Red Fusion, and Vanilla Vanilla Coke. So basically, the idea was they wanted to make another thing. So what do we do? We've got Diet Seven Up in the Middle East. It's called Seven Up Free. I know because I. Drink Drank seven up it when I was in Iraq, and we would get them from their Saudi factory. Um, what else could they do? So they decided to switch it upside down and did the DNL. And I remember the commercials; they'd have a short guy and everything there, like a like a leprechaun or something, talking the shit. And it was talking about the it was like a, literally the seven up logo upside down. They did uh, DNL. It remains, uh, according to this, it was arguably poorly marketed, and while it remained listed as an official product in late 05, it was scheduled to be canceled in 06 for the 7UP Plus brand. The product's name came from the fact that the DNL logo is the 7UP logo turned upside down, yada yada, bullshit, bullshit. And that's what I was thinking of. They did it upside down, so what do we have? Now, if we did WNC upside down, we'll get MNC just a Russian version of the letter N, which is actually the letter E. So that would be a little annoying. But mirror image, the WNC letters, you get CNW. Crazy news worldwide, everybody. That's how I was born. And that's what we're here to right now. Talking about the craziest of news going on. And I'm not talking about updates on COVID or the election. That shit's crazy enough as is. I'm talking the weird news, the crazy news, the stupid news, the oh my freaking God, why, why, why? And that's what, and that's what I figured we could do. And I think this could be a lot of fun. It'll be pretty comedic and all that kind of stuff. So how does everyone feel about that? I'm for it. Listen, like me and you are both from a state where that is no shortage. So, <laughs> so by and large, so by and large, like <laughs> you want some crazy news? We got some crazy news for you. Like whether it be Bumblefuck Nebraska or Bumblefuck Florida. 
pretty much so. There probably will be a lot. There probably will be a lot of Florida stories on here, and I can't wait to clown Johnny on all of them. Well, it's kind of funny you say that because we're going to start off with the very beginning about Florida man. Of course we are. Because Whoa, what we have about Florida? So, um, this is the uh, the news article from the Orlando Weekly. The headline itself. Famed headbanging Florida man, quote-unquote, in Louisiana for Hurricane Laura. Lane Pittman, a Jacksonville resident who seems to only appear during major hurricanes so he can headbang the Slayer's reigning blood while shirtless, has risen from the swampy depths to slay Hurricane Laura. If you guys remember, one of his very first videos was when he, when he was out there in the storm waving the flag, headbanging, you know, here I am, dun, dun, dun. Rocky like a hurricane. I love that song. Well, that's oh, him. that was that guy. That's Lane Pittman. That's 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 headbanging Florida man. And um, so he's done the a number singer, of those. So he's so one of the the singer from the band the Scorpions. No, is in no, the news. No, 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 no. Uh, but anyway, this guy Lane, he apparently traveled to Louisiana to headbang as he does. I'm reading literally the news article as he does and posted a video to Twitter, and he said, "Quote Louisiana." Florida man is here for you, exclamation, 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 so on and so forth. Laura, you raggedy she-devil, get some. Hashtag Hurricane Laura. And here's him at the beach. For fuck's sake. Yeah, I know that was loud. Uh... But I, I I know you guys can't see the video. Um, I'll send you guys the link right now into the uh, the Facebook chat, um, and then one of you guys put it into the Discord because I'm using my phone rather than my computer for this to save on bandwidth. Um, but he's doing that. He's in the swamp, waist deep in the swamp, holding the American flag, head banging to the song, and at the very end he promotes Waffle House coffee. I fucking love this guy. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, uh, yep. Yep. Is a Florida man and promotes Waffle House coffee. I have had the, I've had the saying for God knows how long, you know, blankety blank, stronger than Waffle House coffee, which, I mean, here. Yeah. <laughs> I just love this. I love what this guy's doing. I mean, that's the kind of stuff I would probably do. It's it's just awesome, you know. The the man is to be feared, not uh, followed. Oh, exactly. So, I mean, and the, here's the funny thing: the legend of Florida man, if you will, has continued on. Um, there's actually, I was just watching a clip today again. Yeah, I, I've talked about Simple History on YouTube. It's a great show. They talk, they do all these th- different things in history. Uh, whether they're talking about a topic or an, an event in history or an individual and stuff like that. Well, they would, they did a clip and I love it. It's about Britain's most violent prisoner, Charles Bronson. This guy, he's still alive. He's 67 years old now and he's still labeled as Britain's most violent prisoner. Like this guy is so violent. They had to build a small prison inside of a prison to handle him and other like-minded, severely violent prisoners. Well, one, the top comment on this YouTube episode, says, it's a quote from Florida, man. It says, finally, a worthy opponent. (laughs) They're going to smack him up if they don't know any better. Exactly. Uh 
But I just I just love this. I love all this stuff with the Florida man. So, I mean, now to be fair, we get some really messed up stories. I mean, we all remember the Florida man who people thought was a zombie because um, he was, you know, gnawing at the face of of some guy on the highway down in Miami. And you're neck of the woods, right? Of course. I mean, was that ever figured out? Was he on bath salts or something? What was it? It was absolutely bath salts. I thought so. And but just that that shit was crazy. It was chaotic. But we get some. The funny thing is, we get we get like ninety percent of whenever you hear Florida man or Florida woman, it's not a pretty story. But 10% of the time, you just get a really bonkers, funny, or even an uplifting news article like this one. And um, I think that'll probably be a running trend on Crazy News Worldwide. There's got to be at least one Florida Man news article every week. And trust me, as uh, March said, we're not going to be in short supply by any time soon. We are essentially inundated with them. But here's the funny thing, though, Jenk. I mean, uh, oh, my God, not Jenk. Uh, it'd be great if Jenk was on right now. No, but here's the funny thing, Maj. You think about it. We are growing so much. That's the thing. People talk about how bad things are. You know, Joey Numbers would talk shit about Florida when he lived down here. He lived in Sarasota, which is the richest, one of the richest parts of Florida and the whitest part. It's the whitest white that ever white in, in tropical land. Trust me. Like, a place that's so rich... In money, you could go to the beach and just see Stephen King on a bench reading a book. And that's not even exaggeration. Now or back when Joey Numbers was living there? Stephen King's been living in Sarasota for... Uh, no, I, I meant, was this area rich back when Joey Numbers was living there? Or is it rich like the, like, or is it rich as you claim it is now, present day, currently? Mach, you want to back me up on this? They've been, it's been a rich part of Florida for like, it's been, it's been a rich part for like 30, 40 years. I'm just asking a fucking question. I don't know the fucking area. I'm just asking a fucking question as an outsider. I didn't think that was a bad thing. Alright, alright. So as an outsider, let me tell you this. Sarasota has been a richer part than where we're from. So say for example, I am from South Florida, alright? Not exactly the most affluent part. But, 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 it has its bad parts. I've lived in those parts. It sucks. It sucks so bad. Like, Northern Florida is the sort of affluent capital of Florida. Sarasota's on the west coast of Florida, down south, dude. It's uh, south of Manatee and Bradenton. It's actually even, uh, if you look at Florida, it's like even with Palm Beach. Did we don't have Orlando, all right. If we I didn't, don't have I, Orlando, did I say Orlando? I, I, I mean, like Palm Beach. Like, well, even, no, I, well, no, I say you know, Palm Beach is not bad, but it's not the greatest part of Florida. Well, what I mean is, like, like, if you looked on in Florida where Palm Beach is on the map, uh, I'm looking at it right now. Sarasota is just north of Fort Myers, and Fort Myers is just west of Palm Beach. That's what Sarasota you say, is. Whoa, 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 whoa. You say just west, like, two hours. Like I, What I mean is if you you could put a straight line between Palm Beach and and Fort Myers. Is what Very I'm true. That's what I mean. And then just north of them is uh, is Sarasota. 
Like you literally so, have you have Port Charlotte between uh, Fort Myers and Sarasota is Port Charlotte. That's it. Very true. What news story do we have there? That's what I've been. Uh, well, well, I'm just. That's what I'm saying because that's where Joey Numbers is from. Like Joey Numbers talked all that shit about Florida, but he grew up. He lived for a number of years in Sarasota, and Sarasota is one of the richest parts of Florida. So he talks about how bad and shitty the place is, but yet he lived in Sarasota, and we can both know how affluent Sarasota is. By and large, by and large, like uh, South Florida is not a horrible place to live. Like maybe in comparison to other places, maybe. Yeah. But South Florida is not that bad. Yeah. Um. But in any case, what I was starting to get at is, you know, people will talk the shit about Florida, man, some of the shit about Florida, all those kind of things here and there. But yet people are moving here all the time. Like, I think they said, like, a, it's average a couple of hundred people are moving into Florida every day. Like, we just think about it. You have tropical weather, orange juice, and shuffleboard, and it's like a fucking haven for old people. It's not just old the old, it's not just old people, dude. We get, we're getting everybody because we're a tax haven. We don't have a state income tax. That too. We have low state, we have a, a low state sales tax compared to some places. I mean, we also higher compared to some places too, but we have no state income tax. We're overall a cheap place. And here's the thing. We just surpassed New York. For population, only a few years ago, and that's when we just surpassed them at 19 million people. We're coming up at 21 and a half million people right now. Actually, no, we're probably at it because it's saying population as of 2019, 21,477,000. And I remember Ron DeSantis recently, uh, not getting political, everybody, don't worry, but he recently did a thing where he, where he was talking about New York, and he said that we were on the cusp of 22 million people by year's end or something like that. So, um, uh, <laughs> Derek, I like that. Gareth, he's got to, you got to make that logo too. Uh, but that's the thing is that we're growing so much. So we're going to get more and more Florida Man stories the more people that move down here. That's the funny thing. So, not only are we not in short supply, we're gonna ha- we, we might have an overabundance by by some time, if you think about it. They're gonna all have Publix us. <laughs> Publix and Wawa. That's it, and you ain't lying. Yep. So, all right, enough about Florida. You guys want to talk about a civilized place for some crazy news? No such thing exists. Oh, really? Because I thought New York City was a civilized place. Well, apparently not. This news article is as of today. Well, as we're doing this episode, everybody, it's now September 2nd because uh, we, we just passed midnight when we went live. Uh, but this was September 1st. Um, this is from the New York Post and the headline. And I just love stuff like this. Ooh, that's bad video. Two women fight on jet bridge at LaGuardia Airport, courtesy of the New York Post. Quote, these gals had tickets to fly the unfriendly skies. A wild brawl between a pair of women unfolded on the jet bridge to a Delta flight at LaGuardia Airport Sunday. Why is it always Delta Southwest? As they let loose with nails and fists before stunned fellow passengers, including one who captured it on video. 
The two women were about to board a flight to Atlanta when they came to blows before onlookers, including a few who seemed to be relatives of both of them. A 24-second cell phone video posted online shows, quote, Come get uh, uh, Aliyah. She's fighting. A woman off-camera could be heard telling someone as the two women repeatedly whack each other before wrestling, hey, there we come, and thrashing one another down to the ground. As the quarrelers on the ground continue to spar and swing at each other, a concerned woman who appears to be on her cell phone walks into the frame and yells, Aliyah, stop, stop, as she moves closer to the fracas. Moments later, a man could be seen running past the airport staffers and passengers in an attempt to break up the fight before the video comes to an end. During the tussle, one airline employee appears to call for help as another watches the bizarre blower in disbelief. Other travelers waiting to board the plane can be seen trying to catch a glimpse of the fight. A Delta spokeswoman told the Post that the flight to Atlanta, quote, was delayed due to customer issues without providing any other specific details. Uh, yeah, I'm willing to bet. You could check out the 24-second video online. I'm sending you guys the link right now to this. I should have sent it a little sooner. Uh, oh, yeah, I did have it queued up already. Uh, yeah, great photos and shots of the fight. The one, the one photo they're showing, the standstill, the one girl is on the ground on her hands and knees. The other one's on top of her just wailing. It's, uh, it's great. Uh, one of the passengers who, the passenger Destiny Davis who shot the now viral video posted a clip on Twitter writing, quote, flight delayed due to a fight on the gate. Great. Mike, let me ask you a question before we talk about this. What would cause you, by the way, it's being suspected that these two might be cousins or sisters. What would compel you to actually get in a fight with a relative on the jet bridge on the way to a plane? It would depend. Keep put, I don't know, uh, constant insulting me, being a, be, being a dick, I, I don't know. Do any number of things. <laughs> just being a dick is enough to cause a fight. It depends if you're just constantly needling. If you if you're just constantly needling somebody, you're just constantly just constantly trying to push people, push my buttons, trying to get a reaction out of me. And then when you get a reaction out of me, all of a sudden, whoa, hey, calm down, buddy. It's like, no, fuck you. You wanted it. You wanted fuck. You wanted this. Now you're gonna get it. Well. That, you know, any anything can happen. So I don't really know if there's anything, any one particular thing, but there are, you know, I'm assuming that, you know, there was, there had to be some sort of argument beforehand. They, they're, they're just, I don't know. I just, not really sure if I can nail down any one specific thing. More than likely, it would just be verbal arguments and then just constant, just berating of one, of uh, each other until somebody has enough and just blows their fucking stack. So... Would, well, but uh, well, Ron, so what would cause you to want to get into a fight with a relative of yours on uh, on a jet bridge on the way to a plane? Well, what would be your tipping point? Well, you know, I mean, I'm a I'm a very well endowed chap who is very eloquent, upper uh, uh, upper class and uh, elegant. Uh, I know don't how fucking, to. Don't break your arm, pat yourself I, on the back. I, the you know, I'm a classy gentleman. Uh, I hail from the all great right. state of New York, and apparently all Northerners are classy, uh, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, naturally, the only way I could get into a, a scuffle, uh, a kerfuffle, uh, uh, an entanglement, if you will, 
is quite naturally if uh, we debate over sudden, very severe and elegant and eloquent, something such as who's hotter between Sable or Miss Elizabeth. I mean, naturally, it's going to be Sable, but my cousin thinks it's Miss Elizabeth, and he's just going to die when he says that. Sable all the way. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm, I'm coming in on this one. Ooh, yeah, Miss Elizabeth, yeah. Holistination, yeah. Oh yeah, so hot. You wanna you wanna fill it up in every hole a hole in her body, including the no the hole in her nose from all that cocaine she did. Goddamn right. What do you think we were doing all of these years? <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. I'll say this. I'll say this. With all the years, like, you know, for whatever other people have been fucking putting towards us, listen, we're Florida. We fucking stick to our own. So, whenever any other part of the country is crazy, leave us out of it. Pretty much, yeah. Let let us be. You guys are crazy on your own. We are crazy for a very different reason. Yeah, but we, we don't want the competition. You attract craziness. Florida attracts crazy people all the fucking time. It's like all the fucking weird, crazy, fucked up shit happens in Florida more than anywhere else in the fucking country. Well, I mean, this, this may be true, but... This Florida may... has a fucking problem with mental illness. Okay, but, but this is the New York to Atlanta flight, dude. This is NYC to ATL, which is... Yeah, which, so by I'm the way, it's, it's great that, that a show that's all I, about their letters is able to yeah, do the I acronyms of other places. How? Yeah, this is... Just like Canada, because I can. Because I can, if I can blame Canada for everything, I can blame Florida for somehow no, infecting... But these are people the in the NYC crazy. at the LAG on their way to the ATL. Not New, a York single... City, New York City is its own brand of fucking craziness. Not as bad as Florida, but New Yorkers are also fucking crazy and ignorant and belligerent and rude all the fucking time. Oh no, I never really said I never said anything about us being rude. We are definitely New Yorkers are some of the rudest people ever. I don't get how my parents still think, oh, New Yorkers are some of the greatest people. Bullshit. Because they, because they grew up there, because they probably grew up there, and that's kind of how they communicate. Those are their people. These are the same people that will fucking you know if, they, if you take too long. Looking at your looking at a map on the sidewalk, you'll get fucking stabbed by a guy in a fucking three piece suit on his way to on his way to his office job. So like, keep doing it against like, oh, what the fuck? Holy shit! What the fuck? Oh, someone help me! What happened? I just got stabbed by a guy in a fucking. He was wearing what was wearing? He's wearing a suit. Scott Green in the chat. He's like, we're belit. No, okay, this is the thing. I'm going to have to side with Mike on this one, Scott. Uh, but I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to let Mike continue on with this. Scott said, Mike, quote, we are belligerent. We're not that rude. Bullshit. Belligerent rude isn't belligerent basically the same thing as rude? It's like, it's well, it's like, belligerent's like diet rude. It's like being rude when you're drunk or on drugs. Like, it's not your fault, is, me, it would me, be the claim. That's what I think of. Let me look, let me fucking look up the actual fucking definition. I'm gonna Google it. God damn it if I have to do this. Okay. No, we're, we're some rude motherfuckers. Hostile and aggressive. Exactly what I think of when I think of New York. Hostile, aggressive. Of course you are. I You're won't, I won't dispute you that. You don't fucking, none of you motherfuckers sleep up there. 
At least in the, in the big city part of it. Maybe like where Scott lives, I'm sure it's a bit normal. There's less assholeish people there. So, but if you're going into the actual city part of it, where you're going to fucking see where you have to actually go and, you know, interact with people and where you can't fucking drive because there's cut because there's not either. There's just cars as far as the eye can fucking see a fucking, a fucking fly couldn't get through that through the gaps in the fucking, in the traffic. That's how fucking bumper to bumper the fucking goddamn traffic is. No, the, well, <laughs> no, no dispute there either, dude. I am not disputing that. Uh, Public transportation is so fucking popular in New York and even certain places here in Chicago. Well, here's the crazy thing. You know what's so bad? You go downtown, like, you know, there's no reason for a fucking car. I was about to say, you know what's sad, dude? You say, like, the idea that cars are popular. There's so many cars. Most of it is, like, taxis and work vehicles. Most people in New York don't even have a car. They take public transportation. And there's still cars packed out the ass in that city. It's crazy. Most people don't own a car, and yet the city is still packed. How sad is that? <laughs> well, stay, it's probably the same here in Chicago. If you live downtown, you'll need a fucking car because traffic is a fucking nightmare downtown in Chicago. If you got to park somewhere, it's going to cost you a fucking arm and a goddamn leg to park for even a fucking half hour. You can find a parking spot half the time. If you want to park somewhere and there's a free parking space, you got to travel at least like a fucking mile or even a fucking a mile, a mile and a half out of your fucking way to fucking park somewhere. Then you gotta walk all the way to where you were gonna go, and then you gotta walk all the way back to where your free parking spot was, and hopefully, and hope that nobody has fucking boxed you in because they wanted to be an asshole that day. Yeah. Gareth, uh, Gareth used to hail in from New York, and he points out his part of New York is Brooklyn, and Berkeley's like the Brooklyn Zoo. Been to the Brooklyn Zoo when I was a kid. Awesome place. That's probably Did the best part of it. The snake that was at that escape the Brooklyn Zoo. Oh, fuck. Snake, I fucking hate snakes. God, that's the biggest thing that I hate about. Uh, that's the biggest so, thing that I hate. So it's not, so it's not an idea to have to, uh, to uh, give you the gift of the movie Anaconda. For I am gift. not gonna watch, that. dude. I won't even watch how snakes, uh, the snakes on a plane, or whatever that movie is, because I think it's like, isn't it like partially a comedy or some shit? I won't watch it. No, I don't think it's a comedy. It's on, it, it, you know, I don't. I don't think it's a. It's not an intentional well, just, comedy. Uh, okay, there you go. Because I'm trying to think that that the most iconic scene. I am sick and tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. You, you, yeah, when that's Samuel, that's, that's when Samuel, the fucking, the fucking, uh, that's the money shot for the trailer. I can believe well, this is true. I don't but, think it's, it's got the fucking catchphrase of the fucking movie that ended up being really popular. And more associated with more, you know, more well known the movie itself. That's basically what the fuck it was. Right. Well, I'm just, I think of that and I'm like, I can't take a movie seriously with, uh, entirely with that scene. I mean, I, 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 what, I'm th- what I'm saying is that in my mind, there would be freaking, really, dude, Whatever. you gotta post a picture of a cobra? That's sick. Yes. Yes, it is sick. But you, I, my, my question still remains. Did you ever meet the snake that escaped the Bronx Zoo? No, I've no, I don't like meeting snakes, dude. I hate snakes. Well, you know, you're, 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 you know, you're, you're reptile phobic. Is, uh, are, are snakes part of the reptile family? Because I'll say I'm reptile phobic if snakes... Are, stop posting pictures! Jesus Christ. But... Um, yeah, this, yeah, Johnny's so afraid of snakes he won't even... He won't even... He won't even... Pay. Jake the Snake Roberts. 
Uh, I mean, Jake the Snake Roberts is fucking awesome, but I hate snakes, yes. Like, even to this day, watching clips of him doing stuff with snakes freak me out. I still, to this day, haven't even, I still can't even watch the full clip of him with the freaking, uh, the Cobra Macho Man. I can't do that. I, ju- I just can't. I'm just, I'm, I saw a part of that scene, uh, watching his interview with, uh, Joe Rogan, and I just, I can't watch the whole thing. Like, I don't even want to see the part how the snake gets out of the, the box for the president and everything. I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I, I can't do this shit. So, uh, yeah, that shit scares the f- fuck out of me. Not even gonna sugarcoat it, guys. I'm just gonna be blunt. <laughs> Call me a little bitch if you want. But, yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, look at how big that snake is that Jake has got around him. Look at how freaking big that thing is. By the way, everybody, uh, Mucho lost power at his house. He said he... Jake was also scared of the snakes. Yeah, I know. It's crazy to think that he could do all that. He talked about, like, how, like he would leave the snake in the bathtub and imagine trying to wake up in the middle of the night, drunk as hell, having to pee, and you just see a big-ass snake and everything. It's like, I no, no. He's like, I just pissed in the in the hotel room. I'll pay the, the cleanup fee. <laughs> Uh, but in any case, um, I think we could do is we could get you a giant snake that's a stuffed toy. I, 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 I can do that. I can, I can do that. And then we're gonna get you a real snake. Oh, I will kill somebody. You gonna, you gonna go Tiger King on me and leave it in my mailbox like as if I'm Carol fucking Baskin? I'm gonna get you a baby one, a baby garden snake. I'll catch Dude, one. Kill them all. Here's the thing: if I go. if I got a genie. And I was able to make one wish, one wish, and it was like, oh, is he going to wish for world peace? Is he going to wish for to end poverty? Is he going to end world hunger? Kill all snakes. What? Kill all snakes. Dude, you been, what, what the hell, why? Why? You could do anything in this world, save the, use this wish, and you're going to use it on a snake? Yes, not a snake, all snakes. But then with the snakes around, we're going to be infested with rats. I'm not afraid of rats. I can handle that. Well, they, they carry disease. Yeah, so do birds. I think we got the bird flu, you dick. Have, I, have you ever heard of snake flu or rat flu? I mean, aside from the plague. But yeah, I'll take rats. Right. At least now we know Johnny's biggest fear. So those of you out there who ever want to piss Johnny off or want to scare the shit out of him, if you have a pet snake... Bring it with you whenever you see Johnny. He'll freak the fuck out. He might even shit his pants. Dude, I, 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 his will. Pants, I will. And if he does shit his pants, please make sure to have please make sure to have your phone on record. We need to have that recorded for video purposes. We're going to use that in, in an intro later on down the line. So those of you with pet snakes out there, and you ever want to meet Johnny Florida, make sure you have your pet snake on you. Give it to Johnny. Give, have, tell him to give the snake a little hug. Dude, there was a girl when I was in the Maybe army I was friends with. Super hot girl. Always wanted her and all that shit. I, I saw her one time and, she, and I was we just... She, we, she, she wanted, you wanted to bang her, but she would only bang you if you also let the, if you let the snake get involved. No, it wasn't that. She wanted, but, she wanted to do, she wanted no, to do snake we, stuff. We would have to do... Every Sunday we had to do barracks cleanup. And so I, I come down after I'm done cleaning on my floor and I come down there and there she is. She lives off base... I mean, she no. She lived on the base with uh, barracks and everything, and st- I mean, uh, or, or housing or some shit. But she would still come over because she was required to as part of the platoon. And she came over and she had a snake wrapped. Uh, it was a young snake at this point wrapped around her arm. 
and I'm just and I, as soon as I see that, I back the fuck up. And she goes, "What?" I just go, "The snake." And she goes, "You're afraid?" I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "Oh, well." So what happens if I were to come closer? I swear to Christ, I literally pulled out a knife that I had in my hand. I said, "I swear to God, I will cut you. Don't come near me. I will cut you and or the snake. I don't know which will be first." <clears throat> okay, but I am a scared little shit when it comes to snakes. That's how bad I am. <laughs> okay, good to know. So now we know what to do and to when to, to, to what to do to scare Johnny. <laughs> just like, I love Gareth. Okay, I don't know what the yeah, fuck. Yeah, Scott Gareth, He's just like wow. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, no. Gareth, he made these pictures a while back. Uh, truth be told, um, yeah, I really feel the one with you dressed as Bugs Bunny. That's just that's an insult to Mel Blanc and Bugs Bunny. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's, uh, just, that's, wrong. that's just fucking wrong. I mean, you just you just don't do that. Yeah, well, it's wrong. You should be ashamed of yourself, Johnny. You really should. And so should Gareth for for just disrespect disrespecting two American icons like that. Have you no shame? Yeah, no shame much. at all. Well, in any case, uh, Macho is waiting to get power back at his house, so we're gonna move on to the next story. Oh, goddamn! Yep. Yeah. Goddamn! Goddamn! Podcast Illuminati. Fucking with Macho. This is bullshit. Well, I think we'll be able to extend this topic long enough. I just sent you the link to the next topic in the group chat on Facebook. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to tag in one of our reserve people. Scott, I'm going to put you on the air if that's okay. You, you know what? This would be a good topic. Let's bring on Scott if you want to come on for this one topic uh, while we wait for Macho. Uh, I think you'll get a kick out of this topic. Uh, Mike, I just shared it in the Facebook chat. If you can grab it and put it <laughs> yeah. into the Discord. Um, yeah, let me read it for a second. Okay. So, here's the headline, guys, um, and it's a it's a doozy. Have you probably seen it on the news recently? This one is from Fox News, but you can see it from many other articles. I just grabbed this one when I googled it because it was the first one. Uh, headline reads: Grandmother shows off 24 year old uh, boy toy boyfriend. No, no, yeah, I know, real sex machine. No, grandmother shows off 24 year old McDonald's burger. Kept in closet that she says has not rotted. And she also has the 24-year-old french fries. It's probably a good idea to throw food away after several years have passed. A TikTok user recently shared a video showing off a McDonald's hamburger and french fries that apparently been sitting in a box inside a closet since 1996. While the food doesn't look exactly fresh, it also doesn't look like it's over 20 years old. Make this go viral, some people are saying, and all the stuff on, on TikTok and all that shit. The grandmother starts off by showing the bag's advertisement for NASCAR races in 1996. She then takes out the fries, which she says look like they could have fallen into a car seat uh, inside the seat a month or so ago and have never rotted or decayed. She then pulls out the burger. It's unclear which burger she originally ordered, but all that's left in the bag is the bun and burger, neither of which appear to be rotted or decayed. The video closes out with her saying, 24-year-old hamburger, not sure what would happen if you ate it, though. And it's been viewed over 3 million times. This article was written uh, three days ago. So, two, three days ago. So, it's probably up to 5 million views by now at the speed. <clears throat> a similar story made headlines early this year when a Utah man showed off a 20-year-old burger from McDonald's that also had not rotted. <clears throat> at the time, the director of Field Brand Reputation... Think about it. Director of Field Brand Reputation. 
from McDonald's said, In the right environment, our burgers, like most other foods, could decompose. But in order to decompose, you would you need certain conditions, specifically moisture. Without sufficient moisture, either in the food itself or the environment, bacteria and mold may not grow, and therefore decomposition is unlikely. So if food is becomes dry enough, it is unlikely to grow mold or bacteria or decompose. Realize that they had to give a full-out formal statement with scientific data on agriculture in order for this article, because people are basically complaining to, Fox, uh, to, uh, to McDonald's going, what the hell are we putting in our bodies? Food prepared at home that is left to dehydrate could see similar results. Similarly, this particular burger is likely dried out and dehydrated and by no means the same as the day it was purchased. I love this article. We have all heard about the, the, the Twinkie uh, study where people buried a Twinkie and it was in the ground. For like it was, it was left alone or something like that for like, I don't know what, 30, 40 years, some shit like that. And... <clears throat> It was in its plastic, its wrapper and everything like that, and it was still good enough to eat and everything, you know? Uh, this is not in a sealed package. This is, this literally, honestly, uh, scares me a little bit, to be honest with fast food. Mike, what did you think about this? I don't know if you've seen this article before, uh, if you knew about it, if you heard about it, or if this is the first time you're hearing about it. First time for everything. I first time seeing this, hearing about this, and reading this article. This is just very, very strange. But like they said in the article, certain conditions need to be met for the food to be decomposed, for the food to decompose, specifically moisture. So she just kept this thing in the bag in like a fucking cold, dry place or a warm, dry place. Like let's say she kept it in her fucking in her in her closet somewhere in her bedroom or something. I, that's just well, number one. How the fuck did you not attract ants or any other kind of fucking insects? For, first of all, well, the, uh, a quick thing to defend that. I, I guess unless you, you, unless you live in a, there, there, you. I don't care where you live. Summer has to happen at some point in time. Spring, summer, or spring and summer have to happen at some point in time. And during that time, I don't care where you live. Sometimes you will have bugs in the house. I don't know what kind of bugs you'll get, but sometimes you'll get those little fucking daddy long leg water bugs that come in the fucking house that you fucking see. That, daddy you know, long they, legs are spiders. Whatever the fuck they're called. Little fucking centipede things that you end up fucking seeing from the fucking, you know, they might uh, That's called hang around near, near your fucking sink or your shower drain. Yeah. Those little uh, things. Are, <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, to defend it, I mean, it was inside a box. She had like a box that looked like it held like a dresser. Or some clothes or something fancy. Okay. And, and she had that, and then she had it probably on a, I think it was on a closet, so it had to have been on a shelf. And so it's quite possible that they couldn't smell it because that it, because it was inside the burger bag, it was inside the box, and on a shelf. And to be fair, sometimes if they had like, I don't know how the layout was, but it's a grandmother, so it might be an older house and the closet might not have been updated. Could have been a solid wooden frame closet like I remember seeing in the past like in my grandmother's house rest in peace and uh, if it had the right kind of paint job ants can't climb it so that's possible uh, why ants didn't get to it I, I don't know I mean just to my experience I forget what it was I, for, I can't remember what I, this was when I was a kid because I remember because my parents were still together um, yes I'm a child of divorce fuck off deal with it anyways uh what the fuck? Something, something spilled in the pantry. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it might have been my think. Maybe it might have been jelly or something that might have that uh, might have been uh, 
broken or something or I don't know what the fuck it was, but I distinctly remember that our entire fucking pantry, like one shelf of our entire fucking pantry, because we had fucking ants galore inside the fucking pantry. My mother was my mother was hysterical and my father was just like fucking just enraged and I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just watching like I think I might have been I think I might have been scared too. I didn't I didn't like uh, I don't like bugs. Never did like ants. Didn't like them. Don't like ants. Just don't like bugs at all. Got no use for them. Want them near me. If I could something, if I much like Johnny, uh, if I could just get rid of like bugs altogether, anywhere, all of them, I, I would do it in a heartbeat. Anyways, uh, it was in a pantry on a shelf. Now, I don't know if they had the right kind of paint job, but. It's just weird, like, I, even not not an extreme case like that, like, I can't even leave a fucking, I can't even leave, like, a fucking, uh, in the summertime, I can't leave a fucking half-eaten, uh, you know, piece of toast on the fucking, you know, on the, on the kitchen table without fear of a possible, you know, ants coming to get it. I can't fucking eat a cookie, I can't even fucking eat, like, a fucking, you know, uh, uh, Fucking, you know, I don't know, fucking ice cream bar some shit anywhere to, uh, you know, for any case, I don't know. It's just weird that the fucking ants didn't fucking come to, come to the fucking woman's, uh, you know, to that burger, regardless of what happened. No, that's a fair point. Very strange. It's just, you know, you, like, I just, it's, it's I know I may not make, I'm, I'm rambling here, but it's like, it's just, it's very odd that there were no, like, not even a fucking common house fly. Yeah. Make that shit out. Hey Scott, I forgot you had a server mute. I guess I guess you uh, what is it? Dropped out of the group and joined back in because I remember doing a a, unmuting you in the past, but I just turned it off. So if you want to join in and do the comment uh, as we invited you, you know you can unmute now if you're wanting to. But uh, you know what's the big thing I got to say, Mike? Out of all this, that I honestly was amazed by. If you if you can find the pictures or the video on it, like what I think is the coolest thing. Look at the the bag, like <clears throat> modern day McDonald's bags. Uh, it's well, push to talk. You got to change the settings, dude, on your push on your thing. Then that's what I had well, to this do. Is, this is, she says it's from '96, right? And that's what I'm saying. Think about it. To modern day bags is a modern day bag just has like the McDonald's logo, maybe what one or two other things, but. Like you look at this at this bag and it's just covered in stuff. The bag was a full out advertisement thing. Talk about making money. That was a way McDonald's could make money was advertising on their bags for God's sakes. I have been to many events, obviously I will admit political and stuff like that, where they would where they would get like pamphlets and stuff talking about the event, talking about the speaker, but then pages of advertisement. People will do stuff like that, like a playbill at a play or an opera or some shit will have advertisements in it. These guys were smart marketing. They would advertise on the bag and they don't do that anymore. I don't know if maybe it was like it started to be like, okay, it wasn't helping out with, with viewers or stuff like that or business. So these companies pulled out and McDonald's was finally like, okay, I guess we're going to stop or something like that. I don't know. But it was, it, it's just like that. It looks so cool. The, that wrapper, I mean that that bag. First off, it looks like it's made of like a wax paper, but then all the printing on it is just so cool. You know, talk about a real time capsule just for this whole thing in itself. But the to me, the bag was the coolest thing about it, honestly. 
I just, I, I don't know, you know, uh, Okay, can you hear me? No, I still hear you the whole time. Okay, yeah, I, I don't know. Because, I mean, I, she has it like a fucking shoebox and everything. I don't know where she kept it, but I'm just... But again, I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around how the fuck that, like, not even a fucking... Uh, no ant at all came near that fucking shit. How she didn't have a fucking insect infestation in her fucking bedroom or her house at all for that to be fucking sniffed out. Like, even for fucking anything, like, they, I don't, the ant doesn't, doesn't even matter if the fucking food is spoiled or not. An ant, you know, ants will find that fucking shit and they will fucking glom onto it like it's nobody's fucking business. So I'm really, I don't know where the fuck, I don't know if this, where the fuck this woman lives or what the fuck she was doing or what was going on with it. Cause it doesn't look that bad. It looks like it might have been, it, it, if you were to just look at it and just, she would have just show the bird, she would have just show that stuff to you, you would think, well, that, well, that look advertising looks like you may have left it out in the sun for a few days, but it doesn't look it doesn't look horrible. It doesn't look like you'd want to eat it, hmm. but it looks like you know you may have left it out in the fucking you know you may have left it out uh, for a few days, and it just you know it just kind of started to sort of decay. So it's very strange that it really that it decayed that much or that little over this over at least twenty over twenty some years. That's, uh, certainly is interesting, newsworthy, I suppose, but I don't know what the fuck she did with it. Just, uh, I doubt she I, ate it. She's probably still holding on to it, wants to see No, it. I know she didn't eat it, but like, what the fuck? What is just, how in the fuck just, science is fucking weird. And the way things are, that apparently it just takes a while for that shit to decompose. Which is just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It's weird. It's weird to me. Uh, maybe. If I were her, I'd put it back in the box and wait to see what happens in thirty years. If you think about it, it's gonna be—it'll be a great tool to help her stay alive. You know, that's one. I know it sounds like a weird thing, but think about it. What's one of the things I always say? People that retire have a quicker chance of dying because their body is so used to doing stuff and keeping active and keeping healthier that once they retire, there's some systems shut down and relax. So it's like, so like that. People got to work. People got to do something to keep meaning. Maybe for her, it could help out. I got to stay alive to see what happens in 30 years and see what happens to it. Then she can see then. And then maybe she'll use it for 35. Maybe She might add an extra 10, 15 years to her life just to see how this burger does every every, every uh, checkpoint of the time. She's <laughs> pretty strange. Very, it's very, very, very strange. I just, I don't, I don't get how the fuck, I just, I'm still in shock or awe a little bit of the fact that the goddamn thing just hasn't, one, hasn't decayed that much. And again, I know this is a point I keep harping on, but I just don't get how the fuck any ants or flies or any kind of insect that likes food, human food, hasn't, hadn't, hadn't gotten to that shit at all. Like, not even one. Like, there wasn't even a hint of it. Just... <laughs> Fucking weird. First, and also, why the fuck did you keep it that long? What the what was the fucking point? Maybe it was for something like this. Maybe she wanted. Maybe it was like her own personal experiment. People have done their own weird uh, personal experiments and stuff like that um, for things here or there. You know, I was just watching another simple history uh, thing 
about it was a, a basically sort of a study clip, and it was the idea of like how long can a human head stay alive after being beheaded, you know, after a guillotine. And they showed about one guy during the French Revolution who was a scientist that got sentenced to death by guillotine for something. I forgot what it was. It was very low charges during the French Revolution to get guillotined, uh, honestly. You know, uh, it didn't have to be capital murder or anything like that. But anyway, this guy goes to be beheaded and he's a scientist. And he decided as one last experiment, he got approved for his staff to be at the very front of the of the the stage when he was to be beheaded because he decided to do one last experiment to see if he could blink after being beheaded and apparently his uh staff was able to, to study and found when he was beheaded he would he was able to continuously blink for up to 15 seconds after after being beheaded so that showed that his brain and his body and his head still had life for like that amount of time and that's a that this guy was a scientist for the record, so at least it fits that. But this guy decided to conduct a study upon his death, you know. So people will sometimes take to personal account of ways to do some kind of weird experiment, you know. Who was the guy that came up with the idea of I'm going to bury a Twinkie in the ground and see how long it lasts? I mean, South Korea, for God's sakes, they bury cabbage in the ground. That's what kimchi is, guys. If you follow a traditional format, they take a jar, fill it with cabbage or its spices and some kind of oil and water and stuff, and leave it in the ground to ferment for like weeks, sometimes months. Who got the idea of, I got an idea. We're going to put this in the ground. We're going to dig a hole deep enough, put it in there. It'll get a colder temperature, it'll be a solid place, no exposure to elements like the sun or other stuff, and just let it ferment. And I'm going to take it out of the ground after a few months. Personal experiments lead the way to ingenuity in the end, Mike. I mean, I think both of those stories you just told are like fucking fiction, fabrication. What's going on, boys? Uh, which which stories? <laughs> you talking about the kimchi? The kimchi? That's normal. I, no, I know what kimchi is. It's it's delicious. It just totally doesn't stink at all. How are you boys doing? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll I'll tell you what, Scott. Um, uh, if I got you as friends on my new Facebook account, I don't know. Um, I will. Uh, I'll send you the. Uh, I'll send you the video where they talk about the beheading and everything. All right. I, yeah, I'm sure it comes from a reputable source. And um, have you? To stop to consider if this burger wasn't just like a divine thing, like you know how certain saints they don't decay, you know. I didn't really consider. I'm just I'm more hung up on the fact of why. Why don't you act like you should know this shit? Well, I don't. I didn't really. I wasn't uh, that. I wasn't, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was not that great of a student. I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, professor. I'm, I'm just. Oh, apologize to me. You apologize to Jesus. No, I'm not gonna. Well, you know, he's got. A, I got a lot to apologize to him for, and he's got a lot to apologize to me for. So, oh, we're kind of, we're, we're we're a little even. We're a little. Uh, we're, things are a little tense between us right now. So, uh, uh, I'm more hung up on the why she did it, and also why the fuck or how. Uh, no insects found that found their way into that shoebox to try and even uh, take pieces of that fucking or you know fucking eat that goddamn burger. Essentially, that's just what the fuck they would be doing. 
Because they were so holy in the light that the cave would not touch it. I mean, it's, you know, it's pretty open and shut to me. I don't know if I buy that. Well, you certainly didn't buy this burger, so... <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I, I'm not gonna... I wouldn't buy the burger. Not for... Not for anything, honestly. I just I wouldn't just... I wouldn't do it, you know? Certainly not, certainly not to keep the goddamn thing for that long of a time. So WNCCNW, huh. pretty much, yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I think I, I think uh, you bit a bit off my shelf, or my idea off. <laughs> I'm joking. It's, it's it's pathetic. You wanted us to rip your show off. Yeah. How is this pathetic going? It's going. We're going to probably do a show Sunday. It's been off for all, it's been a hectic COVID, you know, fun blast summer. So. I apologize for that to all five of our fucking fans, but it's alive and breathing. You know, like Ruth Gator, Bader Ginsburg. There you go, Johnny. You guys are talking about RBG? No, we're not going to talk about fucking RBG. <laughs> well, you mentioned her name. That's why I'm like, are you guys talking about her? No. God damn, that is some classy pathetic. How she just had another surgery or something. It's like, what is keeping this woman alive? I'm sorry. I'm not wishing death on her, but... Yeah, at some point you just want... Yeah, dude, dude, side note, just because you mentioned that, fucking Betty White, man. Betty White. She's older than Queen Elizabeth. How is... Be- <laughs> we got to protect her. We got- Nobody should be allowed near her except for a sterilized doctor during COVID. We need to keep her alive. She needs to hit 100 years old. She could stick it to B. Arthur. She could stick it to Rue McClanahan. She could stick it to whoever that woman was that played Sophia on on Golden Girls. All three of them are dead. Betty White lives on. the 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 na- the, the was what do they call it the the village idiot. That's who Betty White was in Golden Girls. She's still alive. See, I think the reason she's alive is because she's not a petty fucking person like that. That would be holding on to these grudges, Johnny. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to say the whole thing. I'm just saying you could imagine that she could stick it. You know, while she, she wouldn't want to, that's like it's so against her public persona. I don't know the fucking woman. Maybe she's a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't think she is. But yeah. Okay. I don't know. okay here we go. So um, the other thing you call bullshit on. I, I sent you the link about the uh, the video from Simple History. They pull uh, this. This is a. It's a great series, by the way. Um, and they do some great stuff and they do their research. Um, now, of course, they will point out sometimes how things could be distorted. You know, maybe they embellished and all that kind of stuff. So it's always possible that the stuff was embellished, but they got it from research that claims this stuff. So whether the blanking part, uh, after being beheaded is legit or not. I mean, they, they also talk about, a, about a, a woman who was beheaded and they picked up her head and slapped her face and apparently she blushed at the audacity of being smacked in the face. You know, and they talk about that. So, but the other thing, yeah, you the audacity of it, that sounds a little, that sounds like a fairy tale. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. So, but um, you uh, was the other thing you called bullshit on the whole idea about the Twinkie. Yeah. Well, that's something that's always been claimed for a long ass time, and I just I just shared you an article from Penn State University, I might add. And here's the thing: is um, a st- uh, uh, like they're talking about in the experiment section. 
Quote, as we saw with the Twinkie in the classroom for 30 years, a Twinkie can survive a long time. It, it did turn gr a gray diminished color. In another case, a high school student back in 1980 decided to put a time capsule in the ground by the school, which included a Twinkie. He recovered the capsule during his 22-year school reunion. What school does a reunion at 22 years? 20 years, yes. 22? What the fuck? Um, well, and the, I get everybody together before too many of them OD. No. <laughs> Dude, we're talking 22 years. I mean, is it supposed to be because every, uh, if you graduate at the age of 18, that means you're 40? You're doing this reunion? Is that why? I don't know. But anyway, anyway uh, the school reunion and the long-awaited results were revealed. Inside the time capsule, alongside the Twinkie, was a magazine. doesn't say what kind of magazine. I hope it was Penthouse. Uh, an American flag and a T-shirt, to name a few. Too much surprise, the Twinkie, the only food item in the capsule, turned out to be in the best shape. Even though it was most likely not edible, the foam, the, the form sponging cream of the Twinkie remained re recognizably similar. In this article, the author goes on to explain how unenthusiastic they were to eat another Twinkie again, I guess. But the point is, he put it in the ground and it looked very valid. So... Twinkie, now, okay, maybe 20, Twinkies can't last 22 years. Maybe 20 years is not off point before you can uh, not eat it. Who knows? But at least we know it maintained its its visual appeal. I don't know what to say to that. I, I got to go, boys. I just wanted to stop by because you invited me. Oh, well, uh, glad you wish, could come I want to wish you well on, um, you know... Hey, have you guys figured out the whole thing as far as uh, sending the episodes to uh, to Dave yet? No, we'll work on that later. Okay. We got to pick certain ones. I, I, got, I don't want to get in trouble with anything you said, so... Uh, well, <laughs> just put a disclaimer. The views of It's Pathetic is not the views necessarily of the WNZ Network or the Federal Bureau of Investigation or the NSA. Okay, yeah, yeah, that'll be... Just put it on the guys of entertainment. You're just bullshitting. You that are just claiming you're due to the podcast. I gotta make sure we didn't say any naughty words. Oh, yeah, because we haven't said any naughty words on this show. Yo, guys. Look, you know what? We've said a ton of naughty words. We appreciate you coming on, Scott. I appreciate you letting me... Yeah, you know, I'll come on longer next time, boys. It's okay. I'm sorry. It's fucking late where you are. You got to get to work in the morning, I'm sure. So, rest up and uh, be good. All right, hold on. Put foot in your ass. One love. Peace. Later. Exactly. Uh, we, we say bad words on this show all the time. <laughs> yeah, Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. There, Jesus. I just said the seven dirty words you can't say on television. How many times you said that in your life that you was able to say that all in the order you had it and so fast? You've said this before, haven't you? No, I just know the routine. Oh, I just, because that's what Carlos, that's how Carlos said it. Just like, I feel the need you know, to pull up that, uh, that WWF clip with DX when they're reading off all the things, the bad words they're not supposed to say. You know, the whole Clinton thing. Remember that? Yeah, but that was funny, but the Carlin bit was a bit funnier and kind of more iconic and kind of now irrelevant because now you can see... Really use the words ass, damn, hell, and bitch. We will never, however, use the words shit, fuck, goddamn, Jesus Christ, faggot, or any other racial or sexual slurs. Now then, as it pertains to video, 
We promise there will be less dick references. Oh, shit. Watch your fucking mouth. What? Fuck me. God damn it. Fuck. Anyway, there will be less penis references. Oh, and one last thing. Even though many of you believe that currently the favorite pastime in the oral office is swallow the leader, I did not. I repeat, I did not sleep with that young intern. As a matter of fact, I went all right. <laughs> I love that. That wrestling head balls. Uh, oh, I know, right? Dude, here's the thing. I watched uh, Triple H's uh, Wikipedia Fact of Fiction with Loudwire, and they and he brought that up. I forgot what it was that that came up on, but he talked about that, that it was little. I think it was when they were talking about something with Vince McMahon, and he said that, you know, literally that was the list of things that, uh, you know, they got sent by the network. They were pushing the limits so much, and they sent the, the list of things they could and could not say. And, uh, well, risk cancellation. And, uh, Vince was like, you happy? You happy now? Look at it. We're borderline facing cancellation. So, uh, like, what do we do now? And Sean said, well, Triple H said, Sean said, well, let's use it. Let's make a skit out of it. And they did it. And, uh, they got a letter from the network. Yeah, good job using the skit. That was creative, you know? And the ratings went up. And after that, just things went going good from there. So, yeah, awesomeness. Well, we've gone longer than I thought this show would go. We've gone longer than I thought the show would go, which I'm happy for. And uh, well, I got one last news article, and then we'll, we'll call it. Uh, um, sometime in the middle of the night, we might do another episode, guys, because Jenkins and I were going to talk about um, uh, we're going to talk about my uh, my trip up to South Carolina and uh, finally meeting him. Uh, but uh, he got pulled to a double shift, so I don't know if that's going to happen or not. So he was supposed to hit you. And he didn't. Yeah. So we'll find out about it. But uh, we'll get into the last news article, really, which has just been a recurring thing going on all over these years. Uh, but this is something I saw. I listened to them talk about this again on uh, a radio show recently. Yes, I actually listen to radio once in a blue moon. It's actually nice to just take out the auxiliary cord. What? I know. It's good to just take out the auxiliary code every so often and just play whatever's on the radio. Like, like I know all the country stations around here. You know, I can listen to 99.5, 97, 5.93.7, 103.5, all of them. Great stuff. But I love listening, obviously, to uh, – there's three that I enjoy. 99.9, which is Fox News, but they'll show some great other shows and everything. Uh, 102.5, which is The Bone. And then it used to—I forgot what it used to be. At, uh, it's now one hundred three seven, one hundred seven point three, but it's out of Orlando, so we don't get it. But we do get it on the AM, AM five eighty, and that is uh, WDBO out of Orlando, and uh, they got some great stuff on there. And so I'm listening to one of the shows on the Bone. Uh, this had to have been probably the Johnny B show, and they were talking about China and their social credit system. Have you heard about this, Mike? It's been going on for years now. I, Mish has kind of talked about it on a few times here and there. I kind of really, I don't really pay attention to it. So but I do, I do know kind of the gist of it and that it ranges from everything. Like if you have enough, so like if you lose enough social credits, 
you wanted Neil to park in front of your house. Yep. So basically, China, everybody, I'm going to have a quick second of being a little political. But because well, it, it has, world, in this, this is sort of world politics, but it's not like it's well, yeah, because the thing is, it's it, well, it, it does, it, go, it it plays into it, everybody. So, China's credit system this is from the South China Morning Post. This, this one Basically, article, all you need to know, folks, is that China is a real China is a really fucked up country, <laughs> it yeah. is really fucking weird and really great, fucked great up. culture. I love the culture and all the different diversity. Culture's in China. fine, culture seems to be okay, but fucking the way they operate and run their country is really fucked up. It's like yeah. really. Out of a fucking, it's like something out of a fucking sci-fi horror movie, almost yeah. like like what you see on fucking Black Mirror. Yeah. So this is I an article. Never even seen that show, but I know what the fuck that means. So this is an article from the South China Morning Post, uh, scmp.com, everybody, uh, which seems to all be in English. And it's and this is the best one. I I picked this one because it, it's a it's a great descriptive article. It's only it's written August 9th of this year, so it's it's young. Uh, the headline is, what is China's social credit system and why is it controversial? So basically, everybody has the political plot I was going to say before I get into this. China is a communist country, a one-party rule government with a borderline dictatorship and all that kind of stuff going forward. And they are very oppressive to their people and all that kind of stuff. So one of the things they do is they measure people based on a social credit score. And so now we're going to get out sort of the politics, but talking like this. Um... China's social credit is a set of databases and initiatives that monitor and assess the trustworthiness of individuals, companies, and government entities. A good rating could offer priority health care or deposit-free renting of public housing, while a negative rating could see individuals banned from flights and trains. In other words, the more obedient you are, the better you will, the more benefits you will get. Quote, China's social credit system, by its wide definition, is a set of databases. Each entry is given a social credit score with reward for those who have a high rating and punishments for those with a low score. The databases are managed by China's economic planner, the National Development and Reform Commission, the NDRC, and the People's Bank of China, the PBOC, and the country's court system. So there's no way to say that this is not political. I'm sorry. I'm going to, uh, this, I'm going to try to have fun with this article, but it is scary. It's this, the, the, the NDRC, the bank and the court runs this shit. Okay. Most of the data is gathered from traditional sources, sources such as financial, criminal, and governmental records. Uh, as well as existing data from registry offices along with third-party sources such as online credit platforms. The Chinese government is also experimenting with collecting data via video surveillance and real-time data transfers such as monitoring emission data from factories, although these are not considered primary sources. Now, let me be a little fair on this, very little, to say America sort of has their own social credit system, if you think about it, Mike. I know you agree with me on this because... We do judge people based on their criminal record. If you've had prior, if you've had multiple times of speeding and traffic infractions, what happens? Well, you've racked up enough points, you lose your license. What, what's that? You've been in jail for drug dealing and uh, uh, maybe I got assault. A Funny you mention that because I actually have a cousin who no longer can drive because when he was younger, he got like a fucking he got like at least he got like three DUIs. Yeah. When he was like in his teenage years and before he even was 20, like before I think this is when he was, 
I don't even know if he was 21 yet, but... Around your like age, a, or is he much older? He's a little older than me. Okay. Uh, well, because well, um, I'm asking that, like, for example, back in my... Well, I was asking, because, like, back in my dad's day, you could drink at 18. So I wasn't know if this was, like, okay, 21 was the no, age of that. this was, like, I think he's probably, like, if I had to guess, he's, like, maybe in his late 30s, early 40s. Okay, yeah, no, it was still 21. 40s, then. probably. So... Yeah. I don't know exactly his age, but he probably would be. If I had to guess, he's probably late thirties, early forties. Yeah, no, that's twenty-one. At, they at they, best, cha- they at, changed at, the laws at, when Reagan was president, so yeah. Yeah, at most, maybe he'd be mid forties. I, I don't know for sure, um, but like, but when he was a teenager, he must have. I, I guess he must have got like a ton of the. He got like a, a bunch, of, like. I guess he must have gotten like three or like uh, two or three, maybe I think it might have been three DUIs, and they just took away his license. Like he's he's, he's banned. Can't he can never he can never have a license ever again. So he legally cannot drive a car. He could if he wanted to, but he wouldn't have a license. You know, he has no license. Right. So if he were to drive one, it could you know he, he could probably maybe you know uh, I guess like if it was like a, an emergency, like oh I got to draw this this person's you know. Right. Spur of the moment emergency kind of thing. No, exactly. They tell so, them slot. But that right there. So that goes that coincides with what I'm clearly what I'm saying. So to be fair, yeah. we do have our own version of a social credit system because if people hear that, they might judge your cousin. People if they find out they have a long criminal record and they did five years, ten years, twenty years in jail, they get people judge them. Yeah, he and there and there are certain he was like he was no young, right yeah but, but I mean if people like, hear that okay he was a chronic drinker and got multiple DUIs putting people's lives yeah, at risk people were judge him being a fucking being a fucking dickhead you know exactly kid shit so all right well you, you're an asshole I'm gonna make an example out of you no more you can't have a license anymore you it, fuck yourself congratulations right so so we have our own version like that depending on what the law allows benefits to have you know if you are a, a, a former well if you're a sex predator. You know, now it's like, okay, you're registered as a sex offender. Now you, there's a lot of jobs you can't get access to. You can't live a lot of the times within X amount of distance of a school. So to be fair, we do have a little bit of our own social credit system, but that's based strictly on on criminal record. Some people will do their own sort of a uh, social credit system on how they judge people, but that's just called being an asshole. So to be fair on that part, when you hear like, okay, it's based off of criminal records, Okay, fine. Now, financial records, sometimes we have a little bit like that. There's a lot of jobs that they may not hire you if you have a bad credit score or if you've had a lot of major debt and not paying it off because now they worry that maybe you're going to become corrupt or something because that way you could take the money to make payments, you know, stuff like that. Um, I remember when I had government internship during college, you know, they asked me if I had a high credit score and I had to submit to a credit check and, and stuff like that because they didn't want to risk me possibly be, uh, doing something because of that, you know, because uh, I could be an easy target. But you look at some of these other things, it's like video surveillance. This is something I've heard of for years that they got cameras all over the place and they do facial recognition. Anytime you pass by a camera on the street, anytime you go to in front of a camera at, say, like an ATM or stuff like that, they're tracking everywhere you go. And it's like they do the facial recognition on every single person. It, it's amazing the technology they got, but they're doing that kind of stuff all across. And so it's like the idea, those who lose credibility will find it hard to make a tiny step in society. And apparently the state council first outlined the plan back in 2014 
covering individuals, businesses, social, covering individuals, businesses, social interactions, and judicial administration with the system expected to be rolled out by the end of 2020. This thing's been full steam ahead for a while now, guys. And while it is similar to the credit rating, this is crazy news in the end to me, guys. While it's similar to the credit ratings provided for individuals and corporations in other countries, the Chinese version is also capable of expanding from personal credit to other aspects of life to include bill payments and criminal convictions and so on and so forth. Now, let me point this out. The reason why I th- this article even came in my head, to be fair, um, and a point that was posted about it, like the thing that hit me about this, uh, Mike, is video games. Here's the thing from an article from Game Revolution 28, the end of 2018. Uh, but it, I was just hearing about it on the news just the other day. China's social ranking system is monitoring its citizens, and it turns out that playing video games can have a negative effect on their scores. The program allocates a social credit to members of the population, and while it's not fully rolled out yet, the country aims to deploy controversial system by 2020. And it goes on talking about this one from Game, Game, Game of Revolution or whatever. Um, if you play video games for extended periods of time, you they will they track you on that and you lose points on your social score. So like you have to like you when you sign up online, you you have to have your account tagged to your social credit account. And if you play for so long, your social credit score goes down. Now that is a scary way to prevent people from playing video games. But imagine the idea of, and maybe it's certain video games. Maybe you start playing a lot of video games linked to the West. Maybe you're playing Call of Duty. Oh, the more he plays Call of Duty, the more likely he is to show support for Americans. We're lowering his credit score. Now he can't get on a train. And I know that sounds stupid, but think about how crazy that is. I played, I played Red Dead Redemption for like two hours today. The other day I played it for three hours. I was, I was really bored and I really got into the game. Under this logic, for playing five hours in a few days, China's going to destroy my social credit score. It's fucking weird. I'm telling you, China's a fuck. Like I said before, China's a fucked up country. That government, the government's really, really, really fucked up. They're, they're fucking basically controlling people. They, they fucking, they're about, they're a goddamn fucking police state or a surveillance state, I should say. They have cameras literally fucking everywhere. You could probably fuck. They probably have cameras every fuck. They have cameras everywhere. You could probably at any at one at any point in time, even if it's fucking dead quiet and there's no fucking street. I'm pretty sure you could probably see a fucking mouse taking a piss somewhere. <laughs> in a fucking in a, in a, I'm, not, I'm serious. It's you laugh, but it's fucking funny. It's not funny because what the fuck kind of world is that? Where you can fucking basically you have cameras everywhere. Even fucking alleyways, you probably got cameras on. You probably got cameras on top of cameras on top of cameras on top of cameras, and audio and video surveillance. You can probably see and hear a fucking mouse taking a piss in an alley like twenty miles away somewhere on a fucking Friday night at like fucking three o'clock in the morning when there's nobody around. Fucking scary. Yeah. Even in a fucking fold, even on a fucking busy day. You can see what people are doing. You always see the thing. You could probably see inside of people's, people's fucking houses. The fuck? There's like, there's no privacy. You can't. You you have to be on fucking edge all the time. So you have to literally watch everything you do and say because you might lose social credit scores. And if you lose enough of them, God forbid, who knows what the fuck? They might even take a fucking house if they want to. So they listen, might put listen to this. Listen, listen to this. The uh, um, 
New York City, for comparison, everybody, uh, New York City, I typed in how many cameras, surveillance cameras, are in New York City. And it shows that the NYPD has 2,626, uh, as they call it, security cameras um, in New York City. Now, I mean, I just saw the I just saw the NYPD logo, so I don't know if it's exactly um, uh, NYPD owned. Okay, the cameras will link to the NYPD's dom- domain awareness system. So yeah, okay. So uh, the system network of more than eighteen thousand interconnected cameras, including those in the private sector as well. Currently, there are about twenty six twenty six cameras around New York City connected to the NYPD's network. So there's eighteen thousand cameras in the city, owning to businesses and stuff like that. But as far as the gov uh, the government uh, banks, as far as the government owning cameras. 2000, NYPD 2,626, okay? So, okay, 2,600 plus, 2,626, it's easy to remember that, in there. You type in the exact same uh, thing. I, I chose Beijing, okay? Beijing, the uh, uh, capital of China. Now, Beijing, side note, has a population of 21 million. New York City has like 8, 8 million or so, uh, 8.5 million maybe. So, clearly they've got almost they got two and a half times the population of of uh, New York City and it's the capital of China so you're thinking okay two and a half times so what's 2600 cameras times two and a half that would be 1300 on top 3900 5900 65,000 6500 cameras okay for an even amount right according to this by 2021 over one Billion surveillance cameras will be installed worldwide, according to the IAS latest report. And in Beijing alone, they have 1.1 million cameras. Not even out with NYPD with two and a half times, that would be 6,500, 6,600 cameras. Beijing has 1.1 billion. Million, million. 1.1 million cameras. Oh, an average of the number of CC closed caption uh, television cameras per thousand people is 56.2. Okay? 56.2 per thousand people in, uh, in Beijing. 26.26 divided by 8.5, well, 8.5 million. comes out to like what is it okay less than okay I can't figure that out um 85 eight and a half million I, I know what I can't figure out the math it comes out to like three cameras per thousand people or some shit if the math is right um you know that, uh, like, think about that. That is crazy. Every single uh, Mike, imagine the average stuff you do on the out in out in town that would be caught on camera. You know, every time you maybe you jaywalk, may, every single time 
you give an, uh, somebody who shoved you shoved you a sudden while walking by. Maybe you're picking your nose. I'm spe- and keep in mind everything I'm saying is from me as well. Okay, maybe you get busted for picking your nose. Maybe you look at a girl too long. Maybe there's a thing like you you get angry with the ATM because your balance is so low. Every single one of those moments is caught on camera, and your social score goes down. You've got to be one obedient son of a bitch to to live in Beijing in China itself. As I said, it is a very fucked up country. You have to be on eggshells all the fucking time. Why the fuck would anyone willingly live there if you if you couldn't if you didn't have to? I mean, here's the thing I'm thinking about. I'm listening to this like, okay, you got if you get a lower credits uh, social credit score, you could risk losing privileges on flying on planes and trains. You know what's the first thing I would do? I would I would work my ass off and be as prim and proper as possible as as exactly the pro- proper thing that the Chinese government wants out of a Chinese citizen. And then I'm going to work up my credit score, I'm going to save up money. And then I'm going to take as I'm going to take as much money as I can slowly but surely here or there out of a bank. Like uh, any kind of extra money, like every time I got paid, I would try to take like a uh, $50 out. Something small the government wouldn't notice. Um, and stock it up. And then I'm going to fly to a country that is friendly with China, but friendly with other countries. Like, I'd fly to probably Vietnam. Then I'm going to fly from Vietnam to M- Malaysia or Singapore. And then I'm going to fly from there to fucking France. Because I'm going to need a couple of nations to fly to for buffer before the Chinese government possibly gets wind that I'm making a goddamn escape. And I'm going to get myself a refugee status, if something like that, asylum, whatever, and just file to become a citizen of the country and say, I have to escape the social credit score and everything like this. I have to be prim and proper for over a year just to be able to earn the right to fly to get out of here. I would not live in China. That, it is so militant. And so scary, but think about the stupidest of things. You, maybe you try kissing a girl in public. Oh, that's 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 improper. Maybe you get busted for picking nose. Maybe you have too many drinks. And when I say one too many drinks, I mean maybe you've had four drinks. And they say that's too much. Oh, you have four drinks in one night. Oh, the lower your credit score, you know, uh, you know, you only allow three drinks per month. You know what gives? Uh, oh my God, the littlest of things. Maybe you stepped on a crack and the Chinese government will send out somebody to break your mother's back. And then you stepped on a line afterwards and of course they had to break, beat your dad and break his spine. It's unfortunate. Sorry, go on, Mike. It's unfortunate these people have to live that way. I, I, I couldn't do it. That that's that. Here's the thing, guys. We talked about a lot of fun, crazy news tonight, and I'm trying to make a little bit of fun out of this by thinking of stupid examples from during the day. Like I said, maybe trying to kiss a girl, having drinks, picking your nose, stuff like that. But the truth is, well, it's hard to be pure funny on something this creepy. It just just couldn't do it. Oh my god. You know, and it's just, I mean, my God, I, 
imagine, you know what, Mike? Here's the other thing. Imagine the fact we are in one of the freest countries to ever be known in the world in history. And imagine flying to China knowing the second you landed in Beijing or Shanghai or Tianjin, knowing that immediately a file has already been made on you and they've got your face of everything. Same thing would happen if you were to go to North Korea. Well, North Korea, the second the second they realize you're a foreigner, which is kind of obvious to for most Americans in North Korea. I mean, unless you are Korean descendant going to North Korea, um, already everyone's watching you and shit. You know, uh, like I just shared a video. I just watched a video again recently. Uh, a guy when he visited North Korea and sneak his sneak a video camera in in ways because they are very restrictive of what you can take pictures of like the guy pointed out you have to add every time you take a picture you ha- it has to be an approved thing um you can't take really pictures too much of the people um depending on the case you can't talk to random people there'll be people who will come talk to you and make it seem like they're nice people but they're actually paid by the government to do that in order to make it look like a nice peaceful country uh, you can't uh, when you are required to go on tours you can't go out on your own you must go on the tours that they have uh with to keep an eye on you you can't break away from the tour you are required to go to the monuments of kim jong-il and kim il's son and you're not allowed to really take pictures for the most part unless they say how to do it you can't take it at an odd angle you can't point at the goddamn statues like you point like, oh you see that over there nope that right there you'll be fined potted for disrespect oh my god it's like North Korea, we already know trolling. China, we know to be controlling, but at the same time, economically open, and we think that kind of stuff. But then we forget about this whole credit score thing because it's only been around six years, and it's supposed to be full. North Korea is China with extra steps that they haven't taken yet. Well, I'd say extra steps because they don't have the technology. China doesn't have to take all these extra steps because they got the technology with these video cameras. North Korea, on the other hand, apparently has streetlights that don't even work. So. Yeah, it's fucked up. The world's fucked up. So, here's a question. You know, the Patriot Act is still a thing that uh, exists. Oh, I know. Yeah, but that's why even I've made the joke like I've many times on the phone talking about something and be like, hey, NSA, are you listening in? Uh, just so you know, yeah, we're talking about this, uh, talking about this, that. Did you get it? Did you get it? You know, I've made jokes like that, but I actually know about that stuff, but yeah. Yeah, uh, everyone knows about that fucking shit because yeah. the fucking, we've had, it's been the thing since Bush was in office and no president has taken it and no president has taken action to get it repealed and uh, disband it or whatever at all because apparently it's too good of a thing to get rid of. Yeah, well... And you, uh, and you wonder why and you wonder why I don't vote. No, well, you should still vote, but we'll pull away from the politics. But C-Pipes in the chat, uh, he says, I'm vote, you know... I'm voting for C-Pipes. That's who I'm voting for. He's, uh, you can't vote for him. He's Canadian. He's not I don't US give a citizen. shit. I'm voting for C-Pipes. What are they going to do? Okay. What's the, what are they, what are they, what are they going to do if I vote for C-Pipes? Nothing. Not oh. a goddamn thing. Well, he goes, Johnny, what you're describing reminds me of this South Korean filmmaker and his wife who got kidnapped in Jong-il back in the 80s. I remember that. Oh, my God. Uh, that was on Simple History. They talked about it. He forced them to make North Korean propaganda films and even a Godzilla-inspired Korean, excuse me, Korean movie monster. 
Uh, they eventually escaped by going to a film festival in another country and ran off and seeked refuge in the U.S. embassy and eventually ended up moving safely to America. I remember that. Yeah, that that's that's legit. I I remember hearing about that. That is one hundred percent legit. Uh, they were even like, uh, what is it? They even got when they got kidnapped. They got kidnapped by. Uh, they were working alongside in the film industry with a Japanese guy. Like some famous actor from Japan or semi-famous, and he was kidnapped as well. And uh, so it's like that—that's that's completely legit. Um, I don't know if Simple History talked about that. I'm curious now. I'm gonna pull that up. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we go. Uh, I'm sharing the uh, mic. I'm gonna share this to you in the group chat. If you could share it in the Discord. Uh, it's, I love Simple History, man. This is such a great channel. Uh, but yeah, no, he, uh, talked about that. Here's the thing is, I, he got kidnapped alongside the woman who eventually became his wife. That's what pops. I don't think they were married yet. So I just sent you the link in the group chat, Mike. If, uh, uh, you know what? No, let me pull up Discord on my phone. I'll just do it like that. Not, let me do this. There we go. Oh, look, it's already up. Okay. Just posted that in the chat. Uh, but yeah, no, this is some, uh, yeah, right there, uh, one of the, from Vodka and Glass of Stalinium. Fun fact, Kim Il-sung had a Japanese director kidnapped and forced him to make a North Korean version of Godzilla, so yeah. Uh, Kim Jong-il hates capitalism. Kim Jong-il enjoys capitalistic movies. <laughs> so yeah. When you're too for poor to afford an actress, so you kidnap one. South Korean actress exists. North Korean leader. It's free real estate. So, yeah. But, uh, was that Pogasari? That's the, oh my god, yeah. Um, it's like, that. that's just the crazy stuff, you know? So, well, again, we went longer than I expected, everybody. It's after 2 a.m. here, um, in the East Coast. So, we went over an hour and a half, and I'm really surprised we made it that long. I only expect these shows to probably last about an hour, but the fact that we're able to make fillers inside the episode is what I think is great, you know? So, uh, Mike, I think it's ready to, to uh, turn in. What do you say? Mike, have you already turned in? Maybe he's already turned in. Everybody. Oh, shit. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. There you go. Uh, yeah. Computers. I was looking at something else. I do apologize. Let's just fucking rip. let's put a bow on this shit and get the fuck out of here. Yep. I got, so, uh, I don't know. Let me see. Uh, we'll figure out how this does everybody for next week because honestly, what I'm planning on trying to do next week is because I'm switching days with one of my coworkers from a different shift. I'm gonna have Monday through Friday off. Now, Monday, I've got an event that I'm going to Monday evening, but I'm honestly thinking about squeezing in another trip. I know it sounds crazy, but it's what I want to do. So, uh, I'm going to try, I might try to squeeze in another trip, which will be good because it can actually be, uh, another show done in another state, uh, which now I have done shows in, in Alabama, Tallahassee, which is in Florida, but it's still another city. Uh, we did a show for Fight TV live recording up in uh, right outside of Oakland for uh, PB&T Wrestling. Uh, oh my God, what else did I do? I did Georgia, I did North Dakota, I did Nebraska, I mean Iowa and Minnesota. Uh, so I've done a show personally in six different states. Uh, 
me and Jenkins did the uh, we we played recently on his Twitch, and I played uh, Call of Duty. I actually did pretty good for a fucking noob <laughs> uh, playing online, and we did a show there. So I've why didn't do it through Mixler. No, I take that back. I actually have my phone live on on the air um, on my lap. So I did a show in South Carolina. So I've done a show in seven states. You've had Jenk do in South Carolina and New York, obviously. Dave's in Texas and Mike's in Illinois. So we, the WNC between four of us has done shows in ten states. Tack on Cedric and Angelo, who were in Tennessee. That's 11. Um, I mean, obviously we've had guests on, but these are the guys that we've actually done as the WNC proper. So that's pretty awesome. But, yeah. Uh, I'm going to try and see about doing a show. Depending on how I'm feeling, uh, I mean, most likely I'm not going to bring my computer. So trying to do a show like that will be weird. So probably Monday will be the next time I do sh- uh, this show. So hopefully six days will be long enough to come up with enough crazy news, uh, which shouldn't be a problem. And then Tuesday is when I'm planning on flying out if I book a trip. If I don't, I'll, I'll know by Monday whether or not I'm flying. If I do a show Monday... Then you know I'm flying out Tuesday. If I don't do the show Monday, then I'm staying home. Or I'm just not flying out Tuesday. So there you go. How's that sound, Mike? Sure, why not? I got a uh, suggestion in the chat for a uh, for our closing theme if you want. If you want to use it. If not, that's cool. To the group chat. Yeah, it's too bad... Uh uh, Mucho still out with power because it would have been great to have him on for the rest of the show, but at the same time he had that that band he was talking about, that ska band or whatever they's part of, would have been good to promote that. Well, we'll try it for next time. So, um, but yeah, we went an hour and a half, and at the same time, this is the first episode. Obviously, the first episode will always be uh, longer. Uh, that happens. So, I'm gonna have to. We read. have a tendency to go longer than usual with these shows, regardless of what it is. Whether it's yeah. a wrestling show, a regular show, or like a regular wrestling show, or just <laughs> a new show in general. It's, it always happens. We go over time all the time. Well, I, I mean, hey, remember at the very beginning, before we were paying for the three hour deal, we were doing like, we only had the one hour time limit, and it was amazing to think like, oh my god. Sometimes it was like, how can we fill an hour? Then we paid for it. We started getting to the point. Maybe we could try to do an hour and a half. And we bought the three-hour thing. And the next thing we know, we're doing two, three hours. And it's like, how did we ever out of time? Like, how did we ever still have time left over with the one hour? You know. But yeah, I guess when we're playing beat the clock, there you go. Uh, also, here's a quick thing, actually, because uh, talking over with Jenkins, I was already thinking this, but um, here's the quick thing is. Um, We've got Mixler until December, okay? Uh, we're, we're leaving not, Mixler. We're not. Well, we're not going to renew the subscription. We're not going to pay another hundred bucks. Uh, yeah. we're, we're going to Jenkins figured the best thing is to focus on Twitch, and we've got Discord, and so the uh, yeah. So we're going to have those, and we'll go from there. So we're going to use. Um, I know going, a certain Englishman who's going to be very upset at this. Yeah, I know. But we're going to use Mixler while we're paying for it until the end. And when it's done, we'll be down to the basic account, 
which I don't know if they still do the one hour deal. If they do, then hey, the, what will be good is that we can still use that when we go live on Discord and get people to come over to to Twitch. I mean, or Discord, depending on what we're doing. But we we obviously won't be using it full time anymore after that. We won't need the full three hours. So um, it's like making sure that we are as infrastructurally capable at minimal expense. Now, at the same time, I've been the one who's been paying for the Mixler all these years, so no one else has had to feel the financial brunt. But, um, you know, Jenkins figured, you know, maybe we'd be done with Mixler. And, the, like, there were some good things about Mixler. Mixler puts out an alert when you go on. Discord doesn't. Uh, Mixler keeps a show reel when you're doing the episodes that you could publish it. Discord does not do that. Twitch does, obviously. But, yeah, like, I mean, all this kind of stuff, we have our benefits. So, but in the end, I mean, Twitch is free. In fact, Jenkins is building up, his, rebuilding up right now for the affiliate deal. And once he gets, we'll be able to get a little bit of money for the show and all that. It won't be a lot, but it can still be something. So be sure to check out WNC Jenkins on Twitch, everybody, if uh, that's if that's still what he goes by. And uh, go by, go and from there. So, yeah. Any last words before I play the music, Mike? No, not really. Just uh, make sure to... Uh, huh. uh, uh, okay, good I, enough I, for me. Fuck, pro, uh, fuck wrestling and uh, make sure to follow Wrestling Soup on Twitter. And tune in to Wrestling Soup uh, every Thursday night. At uh, 6.30, 7.30, uh, 6.30 Eastern, 7.30. Jesus Christ, that early now, huh? Yeah, they've got, yeah, Mish's, Mish's are in the, on the East Coast now, so there's no reason for him to have fucking do the show that late anymore. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, oh, also, it was good enough for Draper and, uh, and Joey to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's early enough for them because they live on the East Coast. Right, Mish but I'm saying, not, right, I'm saying, so he was doing it an hour earlier, and it's like, oh, now it's too late for him, but it was okay for Joey and Drapes to do it. Well, 6.30 for them is not that bad anymore. 6.30, you know, 7.30 Central no, is... No, but the idea that it was 9.30, it was 8.30 for Mish when they would start, and now it, and then, and it was 9.30 on the East Coast. Now he moves an hour east, and it's like, yeah, we got to do the show earlier. Yeah, they'd already, they discussed that on like one of the Frank yeah. and Gus's they did quarantine yeah. one of the earlier ones are, they, are yeah. they still doing a daily quarantine episode or what uh not really no they didn't do one this week Mish was a uh, book solid pretty much all last week you really should get back into them I don't really know should. I mean uh, this is the thing to be fair I don't know if Joey ever issued an apology about me but when when you when you're wishing when you're wishing someone's really death it's like uh you know when you're happy about the idea of wishing someone's death you kind of Lose that person from being a fan. To be fair, Joey is kind of a dick. It doesn't really. Well, look, here's friend. the thing: is they've done a lot of dick things to me in the past, and that was okay. I took it as good heart and funny and comedy. I got, well, I, really I, I got, I, I've got tough skin. But when you when you outright when somebody does some shit and people say that it's you, and that person goes, oh well, now I can put a face on somebody when I wish de- when I hope they they get catch this shit and die. It's like. Uh, well, when that happened, uh, you really should have reached out to Joey and just said, "Look, you got you got a problem with me? Is there something we need to talk? If we if you have an issue with me, is there a time and a place where you're free to discuss and have like a conversation about this whole thing with with me? Because you have some sort of issue with me. Apparently, I don't really have an issue with you. I do have an issue now because you wish death upon me. 
Let's talk this out and try to reach some sort of understanding. Let's be adults! Regardless, you should have tried to reach out to Joey and tried to have a conversation with him. Regardless who's a dick to you, you guys should have tried to fucking mend fences or at least try to see where each other come from. I was too busy trying to get away from from you guys because I thought it would save you guys, remember? So I wasn't really thinking that. But like I said, I don't know if he's if he I don't know if he ever made a clarification or he whatever. He never made a clarification. Never, to my knowledge, he never made one on the, uh, Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, or on the podcast ever after that um, at all. He never retracted it. Never said anything about it. Mitch never really brought it up again, um, except once or twice. I think he may they may have mentioned the he may have mentioned that the show or. Dave kind of ripped into you for the whole stuff when it was uh, early into COVID and you kind of claimed it was a hoax or something and they were kind of laughing about that because they just like it. They kind of they like it when apparently Dave yells at you and scolds you like a child. Oh, of Which course. Apparently, well, hey, to be fair, something, he makes me laugh when he would get, when he starts yelling. You know, when he would yell at it both was, of us, we would both laugh. We were both juvenile about it was that. Fun. <laughs> it kind of was. It was just, it was just, it really was a game. It was like, look at the vein in mommy's the fu- head. The funny thing is, like, you, most of the time it's just you and I going off on each other, and then Dave's like, all right, shut the fuck up, sit down, because I got something to say. And so, and as soon as that happened, we start laughing because we know it's going to be good. Probably flashbacks of when he was a pe- when he was a parent. Because it was just, you know. I think it's too bad Dave's not with us anymore because I uh, on the, on these shows because I think uh, we helped him stay young. Well, we kept his mind sharp, I suppose. I don't know. We just gave him something to do, or just I don't know. Maybe it was like him yelling at his grandkids or something. I have no idea. He hates us now, but it's unfortunate. But uh, he doesn't hate us. He's just doing Planet Raccoon tour. Which, I, side note, I actually just re-listened to that clip on the meat episode where everything is meat. And I'm just listening to it and going, it's so mind-boggling, but it's so funny. It's, it is some good shit. You guys gotta go on YouTube and check out Planet Raccoon Tour. Uh, check that out. I listened to, I listened to like 30 seconds of Dave, Dave's, um, uh, one of the first episodes they put out where Dave was reading a story called Uber. Oh, uh, okay. I to about 30 seconds of that, of that one. I was like, yeah, this ain't for me. Well, his, this just posted two hours ago a new episode. Uh, made with Spreaker. They're promoting Spreaker a lot now, it looks like. Uh, what it is is sometimes they're reading off, I guess, these real-life story, written kind of things, short story things, and they're just reading them off or some kind of act. Like the meat one, you know, uh, it's called the, They're Made Out of Meat by Terry Bisson. And then there was another one, uh, All You Can Eat by Mark Anthony Smith, The Numbers by Timothy Moore. And uh, so real clever. So they just made a new one, Planet Run Tour, episode 11. Check it out, guys. It's 19 minutes long. Uh, just posted on YouTube. So the good thing about it is um, they're short shows, you know. So they're, they're like they're mini-sodes is what they are. So check it out. Uh, you know, it's spelled, plant, obviously spelled how it is. Raconteur is spelled R-A-C-O-N-T-E-U-R. Um, so check it out on YouTube. Subscribe to them. Uh, they've got over 600 subscribers, so they're actually doing really good with that, and um, uh, still building up their viewership. So support them, you know. It's it's some good stuff. Uh, they mo- it looks like one of their most popular ones is "All You Can Eat" by Mark Anthony Smith. Uh, it was posted three months ago. So the good thing is you can go back and listen to these whenever. 
You know, here's another one. Uh, today I will attend my own funeral. I'm probably going to listen to this one when we get off the air, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, so check check them out, guys. Um, but with that, I'm going to play a song that we got for the outro as I've actually expanded this clock by more time as we're an hour and 51 minutes in. So we're going to finally end this show at almost two hours. My God, this is double the amount of time I was expecting. So... I hope you guys enjoyed Cowboy Bebop today because this is the opening song courtesy of Mike. Take care, everybody. See you, Space Cowboys.